As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You got problems that you ought to be concerned with. Hoo-ah! You don't know how you're supposed to earn it or what to do with it or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret. But you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Welcome to this week's Bad With Money Mailbag episode. I'm Gabby Dunn. This week I am joined by our new semi-co-host, Mal Blum. Hello. To react and respond to your messages and emails, let's get into it. On today's show, I'm going to read a recommendation for a money game from Amanda, an anonymous email from an ex-plasma donation employee, a flattering Facebook comment, and an email about good versus bad landlords. In the second half of the show, I'm going to read a comment about Marvel, an email about New Zealand's relationship agreements, a response to our question about who has it worse financially, singles or couples, and a five-star Apple review. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Okay, this is an email from Amanda. Hi, Gabby and Mal. I have a suggestion for a money game for you and Mal to play on the show. It's the classic board game, Life. I didn't have many board games as an only child, but for some reason I had this one and played with my mom sometimes and occasionally forced a bored little cousin to play with me. Why? 
Not to give spoilers if you aren't familiar, but why is there a game about getting forcibly married, paying taxes, having unplanned children, and deciding whether or not to gamble on buying home insurance? Obviously, the best part is choosing your car's color. It always got a little boring by the end, and I'm not sure I was ever playing right, but I think you win by just having the most money at the end of your life? That tracks. Anyway, I think you should play. Find a classic version of the game, though, instead of a modern one. I had one in the early 90s. I think you'll both find a lot to say about it. Amanda, she, her. Have you ever played Life? Here's the thing, Amanda. I don't even want to play this Life. So, (laughs) I don't know if I want to play Life the Simulation. But the reason that there is a game that does all that is probably because public school did not prepare us for this. You... Wouldn't know this, Gabby, because you went to private school, but public school doesn't teach you anything about life. Like, not one bit. So, obviously, someone Private school didn't either. I went to a Jewish day school with 35 people in it. They were like, do you know the Talmud? And I was like, I don't know history. And they were like, that's fine. (laughs) Oh, shoot. I just broke my mallet. Oh, no. Is that... What's that for? A xylophone? A glockenspiel. Oh, now you can't play the glockenspiel, a thing you do all the time. You don't know what I do in here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here is an email from Anonymous Plasma Donation Employee. Very intense email. Hi, Gabby and Mal. I'm writing in response in addition to the past few plasma donation stories shared on the podcast as an ex-plasma employee. I would also like to stay anonymous if possible, just in case my old employer listens to this podcast, LOL. Big plasma. By the LOL. Plenty of people listen to this podcast. Anyway. The blood bank? Dr. Vampire? Dr. Blood Bank? From my, from JBU, Allison's blood bank, where she says that she, all she has to say is call corporate and they let her in. Um, That's a deep cut from just between us. Anyway, okay. The first thing I wanted to say is that Mal is absolutely right that they should be paying more for samples. Where I worked, new donors would get $100 per donation, but after the first eight donations, they would be demoted to regular donors. Regular donors would only get $30 for their first donation each week and $70 for their second. Despite monthly bonuses and incentives, this still feels almost criminally low, especially considering the plasma companies turn around and sell the samples for exponentially more than they pay donors. Another thing that sticks out to me about plasma donation is that it absolutely is not a steady stream of income and it could be detrimental to be dependent on this weekly income. There are endless reasons that you could be unable to donate on a given day, whether it be you didn't eat or drink enough so your iron or protein were outside of the allowed range or your blood pressure, temperature or weight are too high or too low. Additionally, if you fail your vital signs too many times, you could be deferred, not allowed to donate indefinitely pending a doctor's visit or blood sample results. I think the most unfortunate part about plasma donation that I saw is how many people are in such need for money that they are willing to sacrifice their health. I had many donors who begged me to allow them to donate despite them being severely hypertensive, anemic, or dehydrated. Many people also tried to come in for a third time in a week. Two is the legal maximum to protect health and safety because they really needed the money. Seeing people so willing to do harm to their body for extra cash is really heartbreaking. And you can't help but feel that you and the system are taking advantage of this vulnerability. I'd like to end by saying I only worked in plasma for about six months, so there are probably other way more educated, experienced, and nuanced takes than mine, but this is just what I experienced as an employee at a plasma center. Thank you for taking the time to read my email. I've been following you since BuzzFeed, and I love all the content you're putting out now. I look forward to the podcast every week. Thank you for all that you do. Best, Anonymous she, her. Interesting. You know, I guess what I would say is my general dogma in this life is that 
if you are a loyal patron of something, you should be rewarded. We give mm. free coffees to regulars at the coffee shop. We should be yeah. rewarding the plasma people for coming and being regulars. There is one exception to this, and that is sperm banks. I do not think – I think we should be discouraging <laughs> the same donors from coming back to – I really – honestly, TikTok changed my mind on this. It's, it's a public uh, health issue. But other than that, they should, they should reward you for your loyalty – if, and and it's the same with plasma banks, and that and that's my hard stance. It reminds me of Squid Game, like how willing people are to put their own health and safety on the line. And Squid Game is obviously a, a commentary on society, but how willing people are to put their own health and safety on the line for money. Oh yeah, because they have to because because their lives are already unhealthy and unsafe. So what's what's some more? What's some more? That's what I say to myself every morning. Speaking of speaking of, this is an email from. She said her name, but I think she didn't sign off with her name, so I'm going to leave it out. Hello, Gabby. I love your podcast. Like many women, I was devastated with SCOTUS's ruling overturning Roe v. Wade in June. As a non-married 36-year-old woman who never wanted kids living in Georgia, I knew I needed to get my tubes tied before they came after birth control as well. I'd been off the pill since last fall after being on it for 16 years. I didn't want to go back on it. I found my awesome OBGYN via child-free subreddit. I'm also on child-free subreddit anonymous no bullshit just got the procedure scheduled and had it done this past wednesday 8 31 whole thing took a month had i known this was fully covered under the aca because it's considered birth control i would have gotten it done years ago all i've wow. paid is my two copays for my OBGYN visits i will have a bill for the anesthesia but it shouldn't be more than a couple hundred dollars after insurance i originally wanted to get my tubes completely removed but for idiotic reasons that is not covered under the aca's birth control i would have been subjected to my deductible of two thousand five hundred dollars and possibly more which is a good chunk of money but totally covered is better if getting them removed ever does fall under birth control i will be getting it done that being said i do recognize my privilege to be able to get this done at such little to no cost I'm privileged enough to have good insurance through my employer, an employer that allows me to take paid time off for doctor's visits, the procedure, and recovery time, the money to pay my co-pays. They were $90 a piece, which for some people, that could mean the difference between going to these doctor's appointments and buying groceries for the week or some other important bill. Obviously, the U.S.'s healthcare system is garbage, but that's another rant. I hope that someday all women who want to be sterilized can do it for free of cost, regardless of their economic or health insurance status. Also, my boyfriend got a vasectomy earlier this year after the leak so now we're both sterilized on to my second long-winded paragraph the previous podcast with your mother the divorce attorney was very interesting i got divorced from my man-child husband in late 2020 i also hated being married in general i wish i'd gotten a postnuptial after we'd gotten married and especially after we bought a house by the time i was ready to divorce him i just wanted to be done and out i didn't have the energy to fight for stuff that i should have gotten had i had a postnuptial i could have taken possession of both working vehicles that were in my name and left him with this piece of shit truck that didn't run without issue or fighting i gave him the other working vehicle even though it was in my name because I didn't want to argue about it. I wanted to be done with his ass. I could have also guaranteed that I recouped monies used from the house down payment and following repairs that came from an inheritance from my grandpa before we got married in the form of more equity from the house sale. Again, I didn't want to argue. I didn't want to deal with divorce court. I gave up monetary stuff that amounted to $13,500 for peace of mind. I did have a good lawyer who advocated for these things, but I didn't want to drag out the divorce any longer than it already was. Keep it as cheap as possible and not 
not argue about things. It was still the best money I've spent. Like a lot of folks, I thought pre-post-nuptials were only for people who had substantial assets. I have zero plans to get married ever again, but if I did, I would definitely at least get a post-nup. I prefer to stay anonymous because while I highly doubt my ex listens to your podcast, someone he knows might, and I'd rather not deal with that headache. Although given the information, he might be able to figure it out. So whatever, still anonymous though, please. Again, love the podcast. I try to listen to it on Wednesday when it comes out in the mailbag episodes on Fridays. Okay, so two emails have said that they hope the people that they know don't listen to this podcast. And I just want to say thank you for assuming that. Now, the sterilization stuff is fascinating. I thought that they were going to say that she was going to say that they d- wouldn't let her do it. That's that's good that they let her do it. Because I know sometimes yeah. they don't let single women do it like below a certain age. Yeah. Or if you haven't already had kids. I know my sister is dealing with that. Okay. Devil's advocate here. Not devil's advocate. I'm not advocating for the devil. You had to pay your ex-husband $13,500 sure. to divorce him. Right. That's probably how much a medical procedure would cost if your insurance didn't cover it. So it really all came out in the wash. Because you didn't have to pay for the tubes tying. You did have to pay for the divorce. So like, just think of it that way. Like you came out, you you know what I mean? Like you came out ahead. Oh my God. Are you serious? Like in a way. I mean, the procedure was only, well, the procedure was only uh, 2,500. So no, no, she she didn't do that procedure. She did the tying, which was free, except for a couple hundred dollars of anesthesia. Right. Because of her insurance. So I'm saying like, don't dwell on what you gave your husband because, you know, in an alternate reality, you know, maybe you're still married and you had to pay $13,000 for this procedure. So really, you got the divorce and you got the procedure and like you're still ahead. You know? (laughs) Oh, I guess so. But I would love to hear more from people who have gotten their tubes tied or had hysterectomies or by choice. I would love to hear more from from um, people like that if you guys want to write in. If you did it as like a monetary reason or as a not wanting kids reason, I'd be so curious. I'm sure like state to state. The rules must be, yeah. Got to be right. It's it's OBGYN to OBGYN. To be honest, like it just depends on finding someone who'll do it. Well, so then. Because it would have to be then OBGYN and like your OBGYN isn't necessarily also a gynecological surgeon. So you'd have to get two doctors to sign off on it, right? You know, she had to find someone who was willing to to do it from the child-free subreddit. So Also IUDs, like there's like a new knowledge sharing happening with gen z where like all of a sudden people are like this is the procedure to get an iud and it's barbaric because do you have you ever had one or known anyone who has had one put in no but i i know people but i don't want to get one because the whole idea of how it's done is horrifying to me it's not that bad but they don't anesthetize you like they're always just like little pinch little small nope and then it's like it's like they pierce your cervix you know it's like absolutely not okay (laughs) i'm out i'm fully out i no that's a hard way it seems like things are changing so maybe soon you know people with uh uteruses and fallopian tubes in this country can have autonomy over if they tie them or but probably not but maybe This is just a personal preference. I don't want anything in me. I don't want anything in me. That's all. How did we get here again? (laughs) Okay. 
This is an email from Jess. Podcast response, March 2020 repayment. Hey, Gabby and Mel. Love the podcast. I've been listening for almost a year now. I wanted to write in in response to one of the people that emailed this past mailbag episode. They said they had been paying their student loan throughout the pause to get it paid off before interest started again and made a lot of sacrifices to do so. The info I wanted to share with them, which has come directly from the student loan website, is that payments made during the pause are eligible to be reimbursed. Attached is a screenshot directly from the site. It also states that any interest paid during the pause will be applied to any remaining balance on the loan after the forgiveness has been applied. Anyway, I hope this message makes it to the listener and thanks for doing what you do, Jess. And then this is what Jess sent. Refunds during the payment pause. You can get a refund for any payment, including auto debit payments you make during the payment pause beginning March 13th, 2020. Contact your loan servicer to request that your payment be refunded. And then they also sent this. If your loans are eligible, we automatically paused your loan payments and set your interest rate to 0% starting March 13th, 2020. This payment pause, also known as the administrative forbearance, will end December 31st, 2022. If you make loan payments during the 0% interest period, the full amount of your payments will be applied to your principal balance once you've paid all the interest that accrued prior to March 13th, 2020 and any fees for defaulted loans. Both ED and your servicer will contact you, so ED is the education department, will contact you ahead of time to remind you when you need to start making payments again. Make sure your contact information is up to date in your profile on your student loan servicers website and in your studentaid.gov profile. Thank you for sharing that, Jess. Woo! I paid off my student loans, but I'm still happy for all of you guys because I'm not a monster. Okay. Mal, are you there? I'm here. I just have no I have no reaction to that. Do you disagree? You think I'm a monster? What? No. <laughs> Caught, caught it, caught, gotcha. It's gotcha journalism. What did you get? You just you called yourself that. a monster. And then you didn't argue with me. I said, what? No. Oh, wait, okay. how, wait, is there a better way to argue than saying what? No. I guess that's good. Those are, What? Yeah, what, what is the correct way to argue? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because when I'm looking to work with someone, I really need to be able to get someone fast. My job works very fast. Podcasts work very fast. And I've actually been looking for an assistant and I don't need to waste time sorting through matches without getting the highest quality person, right? When I'm looking to hire someone, whether that's a grant writer or a musician or something like that, it's very overwhelming because you get a lot of messages, but you're not able to like parse through yourself which ones are actually worth looking at. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work. 
taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, you should know these numbers. 37,025 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. If you have all the information about your business in one place, you can make way better decisions. And this is an unprecedented offer, meaning this is totally worth your time. As someone who runs a business, having all of this together in order to close my books, that would be invaluable. It's a time saver. It's literally the biggest time saver. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. That's netsuite.com slash badwithmoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? First, the bad news. Mint is shutting down. Now, good news. There's a better alternative. Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. That's right. I use Mint and now I'm using Monarch Money. It is very stressful, confusing, and time-consuming to manage my finances. I've tried other finance apps. They don't really work. Like, you know, I was very committed to Mint and then I was uh, deeply sad when Mint went away. But now I have tried Monarch. It's so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I mean, I really value a company that is proactively looking at how to make finances easier. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top-rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Can you imagine being able to have a budget app with your partner? That is wild. You can see all your finances, you can collaborate on your budget, you can get insights on your cash flow and reoccurring transactions. It's a very easy way to manage a household's finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all your tags and categories. Monarch is the most customizable budget app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications and more. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now get an extended 30 day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y slash bad money for your extended 30-day free trial. No, baby, no. Oh, well, that's my okay. that's not my tone today. I'm I'm cranky and the world is a lie and my neck hurts. So, we're Oh yeah, Mal's neck today. is very injured. Mal's neck we're is very injured. We're out today. Yeah. 
Okay, well, Mal, yeah, that is true. Your neck is quite injured. Mal has muscle spasms. If anyone has any ideas on what to do about that, that isn't a muscle relaxer, let us know. Okay, this is an email from Joanne. Hi, Gabby and Mal. Big fan. I've loved listening to you from the start and find it super interesting, even though the American stuff isn't always relevant to me. I'm a Kiwi. Oh, a Kiwi. Ooh, down under. Okay. Down under. Welcome to the show, mate. They hate this. I'm sure you love when people do this, mate. (laughs) Every time. Although when people write into JBU, I always go, Ozzy, 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 oi, oi, oi. And I assume they all love it. Yeah, down under, Mal. It's me, down under okay. now. Oh, wait, get ready for this. Side note, I got really upset when Gabby announced a co-host because I really didn't want to have to adjust to a new voice and get to know a new person. I was so stoked when it was Mal. I've been following them for ages too and love hearing more from them and their perspective. Plus, it feels more natural than bringing in some random. Aww. How do you feel about that? I'm very loved. And it's not the first person who <laughs> said they didn't want to have to get used to a new voice, which, like, honestly, I feel... As an ADHD person, like, that makes sense to me, actually. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I get, there's certain podcasts I like because I just know it's going to be the same people the whole time. Yeah. Is that bad? Yeah. No. Speaking as a podcast who isn't that. <laughs> like, my show, I'm, like, constantly asking people to bring in new voices and, I'm, and, and my other show, too. Uh, and then I'm like, what I prefer is the same people every time. Oi, crikey, mate. Thanks for following me all these years. And I know you wanted the same voice on the podcast, but I hope you'll enjoy Down Under Mal as well. I really like it. You sound like Heath Ledger. Um, no, I'm Steve Irwin. You're not Steve Irwin. That's who I'm modeling it on. Kiwis like Flight of the Concords and and The what? Lord of the Rings. And that's no. it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Good on you. I was listening to your prenup episode with Gabby's mom today, and I realized I do have something to contribute on the topic for once. My partner and I are now engaged in planning a wedding for November 2023, but we bought a house together at the end of last year after moving in together into Mm. my house in 2020. As Uh part of the paperwork buying a house, we did what is called in New Zealand a relationship agreement, where we Ah. formalized everything that would happen in the event of a breakup. For example, I used the proceeds from the sale of my house as the deposit for this one, but my partner has a much higher income than I do. He's in IT. So he is currently contributing more to the household bills and compensation. And in the Mm. event of a breakup, he will need to reimburse me for half the deposit amount before we sell the house and divide the proceeds. We also have two dogs, Mm. and each time before we adopted them, I was very clear that in the event of a breakup, I was not going to lose both my partner and my fur baby. So we formalized that they both stay with me in our agreement too. I think it helps that we got together when we were both in good places mentally and financially, despite what we've had to work through since then. Job changes, dependent parents, mental health episodes, etc. And we have always made an effort to be open in conversations about money and priorities, especially as we come from very different circumstances with the subsequent baggage around our approach and emotional response to finances. Anyway, my main point was that I think normalizing a formal agreement as part of any long-term relationship, or at least any relationship where the individuals are living together, is practical and it helps make it not so connected to marriage and the romantic event of the wedding itself. I also want to agree with Gabby's mom that openness in all areas has been a huge part of keeping our relationship healthy, even though it's super uncomfortable. I have some impulse spending issues currently on a wait list for that official ADHD diagnosis that had never really been addressed because to the outside world, I always worked and paid my bills, even though I sometimes blew through all my money for groceries in online shopping. I also have a lot of guilt around spending money, so I want to hide the things I bought. 
Living with a partner who knows how much I earn and can see when packages arrive, but also doesn't have that same guilt around spending, he doesn't judge me. And it doesn't impact him because we have separate finances. But when he notices an increase in my spending, he checks in on my mental health, which has been hugely beneficial to both my savings and my general well-being. I also had to learn that I was being a dick sometimes. I used to joke about him being overpaid. Seriously, the IT industry pays big bank. And it never occurred to me that I was actually hurting his feelings until he got upset and told me it makes him feel bad for making more money than me, which was never my intention. And I was mortified to hear it. Now I make a conscious effort to celebrate his. (laughs) Stop it, Mal. They are overpaid. They are. Well, this person is being nice. Now I make a conscious effort to celebrate his pay raises with him as achievements he has earned and to not feel guilty when he buys me treats. Sorry for the long email and the life story. I was just so excited to finally have a real reason to email you. Love the podcast. Love you guys. And would love a sequel to the Bad With Money book by both of you that was focused on finances and relationships. Lots of love (laughs) all around, Joanne. Wow. Contact my publisher. This person wants a book from you. Yeah. I've been asked before. To write books? Oh, yeah. Not by publishers? I think... (laughs) Not by publishers, but by people, (laughs) by people with no power. I have that too. They're like, I'm like, I've been asked to make like TV shows and it's like sometimes by people in power, but largely by people with no power that I'm sort of waiting to get into power. If you're someone who's a fan of me and you've somehow ascended to the level of executive, where are you at, bro? They're, it's fine. They they end up being agents of your partner who can't do anything for you. Yeah, one of my agents is such a big fan of Mal. It's so funny. Like, but, I made a video of Mal saying but, hi to him, and he, like, lost his mind. But he's not, like, an agent in any sort of way that would relate to my life or career. No, like, he's, he's a like TV a, writing he's agent. He's, like, a script agent. for. So I'm like, ah, yeah. that does nothing for me. Sorry. Well, Thank if you, you ever want to write a TV show, Jake will be into it. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't think. Hollywood, Hollywood and tech jobs. They are not proportional. I'm sorry, but the pay scale, it's not really proportional to like, it's true. You, I'm sorry. This, this woman wrote in such a nice email about her partner and you're here to be like, honestly, you're right and you should be meaner to him. She shouldn't be meaner to him, <laughs> but she shouldn't feel bad about thinking that tech jobs pay too much money as compared to the rest of Why the Why are you trying to world. cause these people to fight? I'm not. I'm really glad they're happy. And they sound a lot like us, frankly, with except our I guess our relationship agreement was like an unofficial Google Doc. And I guess she gets her she gets paid back for her deposit if they break up. (laughs) Um, And you will keep the dog if we break up um, because he was your dog first. But I assume you take the cat. No one can take the cat. He's his own cat. (laughs) The cat has the cat takes himself. Okay, that will not be taken. He wouldn't let out. No, she. This person sounds great though. I'm I'm very happy for you. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well, I'm now they're gonna have a fight because of this podcast episode. No, they're not gonna have a fight. Let, um, just, yeah, okay. just let him. Just let him buy you things. Like, don't feel bad about taking things from him because, like, he probably is overpaid. He probably makes six figures to like type, type, type HTML. For like two hours a day. <laughs> Mal, this is like how you hate veterinarians. We're really getting the tea. I do not hate Mal veterinarians. Mal hates veterinarians and Mal hates people in tech. I do not hate veterinarians. Huge I don't hate people true. in tech. Huge Some of my true. best friends are trans people in tech. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think even, even people in tech, like the ones who like know what's up are like, yeah, I'm overpaid for the amount of work I do. Come on. Okay. Okay. All right. Here is a Facebook comment from Hallie. 
Hey, just listened to the mailbag episode about ADHD and budgeting. I don't have ADHD, but I do love YNAB, especially as a freelancer artist gig type. It took a little while for me to get used to it, but they make it really clear and it's basically buckets that you put money into. Their tagline is every dollar has a job and I like that because it's easy to spend your paycheck multiple times in your head when you're a freelancer. It's also helped me prioritize and at least try to save while still being underemployed and trying to find the next job or project. First time poster and also an Emerson grad. My money mentor after college was someone named Stephanie O'Connell who turned me on to you and it's been so helpful. Thanks for the show. Oh, I recognize Stephanie's name. Hello. Okay, this is, I just read that because I wanted to read something from an Emerson grad. Hi. Wait, okay. I have a what? question. Yeah. YNAB puts your money into buckets, right? Buckets. Yeah. Have you considered my approach, which is to use literal buckets? Mal. They sell like a bunch of like five gallon buckets and you can just put as much cash in there as you want. <laughs> and you can you take a Sharpie and label them. It's great. I have a bucket right here. It says taxes. There's $5. You know who you remind me of with that approach? Like Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny. Like a sort of like, just like a gremlin-y <laughs> idea. There's vibes. There's you know vibes what? of that. Yeah, you me. have strong Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny vibes, actually. I think that guy kind of is like, he's got like a trans mask energy. Anyway. You say okay. that about every guy. Is no, it I possible don't. that all the guys you know are trans and therefore... <laughs> And therefore, your structural, uh, like, archetype for a man is trans. Could be. I guess I guess I would say I'm the most progressive person who's ever lived. Okay. Wow. Gabby Dunn, the most progressive person that ever lived. Put that on okay. Twitter, please. I can't because I'm too cancelable. Okay, no, this is an email weird. from Emily. <laughs> Hi, Gabby and Mal. I wanted mm-hmm. to weigh in on the conversation about good landlords versus bad landlords. <sighs> My albatross. Specifically, someone emailed in and said it's okay to be a landlord and invest in property if you charge affordable rent and treat your tenants well. The problem with that, at least in Canada, I'm located in Ontario, is that we have allowed no cap on how many rental properties you can invest in and no rules surrounding foreign buyers. Canada actually makes a 15% commission taxes on every foreign home sale. So why would they cap that? But they are hurting the prospective first time buyers who actually live here. My partner and I have tried to make offers on houses only to be outbid by people in their damn rental properties. So if you're based in Canada or not, but have a rental property there, please think about what you're doing to prospective first-time buyers because of the housing shortage. Cheers, Emily. Good comment. I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, let me know what you think, writing into an American podcast and saying that kind of feels like being like, this garbage can is on fire. How do I put it out? And then asking the house across the street that's on fire, what what they think you should do. Oh, you think Canada has it much better than the U.S.? I don't know that for sure, but like, they're like, there's no <laughs> cap on how, on a, if an, in, you know, an investment company can own multiple properties. It's like, that's all there is here. There, these old lady, these like sweet old lady landlords who like own one building, like they're few and far between. Otherwise, it's like a faceless investment company that like wants to punch you in the face for $1,500 a month. Punch. <laughs> Give me your money. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup. We all know about that in my life and how hard that's been for me and also my listeners. You guys hear them talking about it on the mailbags. It is hard to manage finances with a partner. 
putting away money for retirement since I'm not going to be doing this podcast forever. Sorry, I guess I could, but retirement is huge for me. I am deeply focused on it right now and planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Taxes are a doozy and it's always changing. How do you know what to do? Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That's, that's, that's American. American rentals are boom. Give me your money. It's like not unlike being bullied. I love the idea of, of Canada being a trash can on fire and America being a full house on fire. That's how I feel most of the time. Canadians are probably going to write in and be like, not the case, but let's see. Canadians. Actually, yes. they might write in and be like, that is the case. I know that there is bad stuff in Canada, but also when your investment property manager landlord punches you in the face, you can go to the doctor and we cannot. <laughs> True that. Okay, this is an Instagram comment from Sarah Rainwater. This is the podcast episode I have been waiting for. They're talking about Batman, the Batman episode, which thank you so oh, much. Jesus. One about Marvel would be great too. Like Gabby, I'm a fan. I even did an internship at Marvel Comics in college, but I recently rewatched all the movies with my son and was pretty surprised to see a lot of right-wing talking points. See big plot arc about government oversight, regulations, and a deep yes. state for starters. I yes. wish there was more conversation about how problematic superhero myths can be, even when we enjoy them. Thanks for the conversation. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Captain America Civil War is a real mindfuck if you think about what it's actually about. Yesterday that said that uh, there's a Marvel movie coming out that is called The New World Order. Oh, no. It, have you not heard about that? No. Oh, I don't know anything about it, but like that's um, an anti-Semitic <laughs> dog whistle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, like that's Wait. not a good title for a movie. Oh, God. Yeah. Captain America, New World Order. Why yeah, are we who, doing this? Why are okay we doing that? this? Who okayed that? It's like, based on a comic by that name, but oh, no. Yeah. Bad. Um, that's bad. And somebody on Twitter was like, and the villain is a Jew. And I was like, great. Love that. Um, yeah. But Marvel, it, oh, don't they have like military consultants, like US military consultants, like on those movies? Oh, absolutely. Like, of course Look, we're going to eventually on this, on this podcast, we're going to eventually have to take down Iron Man, who I absolutely adore. But I, don't know I, I will do it for the only good thing of I know about podcast. Iron Man is that Gethard was supposed to be in one of the movies. And, uh, wasn't oh. I guess, which is how I found out that Hollywood's a lie. It is a huge you get lie. cast in a movie and shoot the movie and not be in it. That seems like cut a from scam. the whole movie. That's no, a it's, scam. it's garbage. You get paid, but you are sad. Okay, which is kind of how I would describe my career. I get paid, but I am sad. Okay, That's how I describe my daily life. Oh my god. This comment is from Debbie Discord, and it's about a response to the singles and couples comment. Debbie Discord. Debbie Discord. I want to see. I want to see a movie about her. <laughs> I'm one of those singles who will not live with someone else. It's tough mm. carrying 100% of the burdens, both financially and decisions to make in life, but I'm used to it. When you are mad at your partner or spouse, just remember all the things they help you with. The grass is always greener, but I can stick my spoon right in the peanut butter jar. The pets after rapture thing is an interesting racket, but the skeptic atheist Jew in me wonders if it's a nefarious non-Christian registry. Thank you, Debbie Discord. Yeah, if you want to check out uh, an episode about pets after rapture, that was in one of our uh, our mailbags. Um, and I really enjoy the grass is always greener, but I can stick my spoon right in the peanut butter jar. And I want to say that we are together and Mal absolutely does stick their spoon right in the peanut butter jar anyway. I was going to say, when has that ever stopped you from sticking your spoon <laughs> in the peanut butter? Oh, man. Oh, we have fun. Okay, here's a question. This is actually a question... That I think maybe you could help answer, Mal. This is from Michelle. Hi, I was wondering Hi. if you could discuss the validity and safety of using shopping apps, sites like Abada, etc. Are these coupon sites and apps safe and worth trying now that most of us can't afford food or necessities due to inflation? Do you have recommendations on safe ways to save money while shopping? Any hacks for those of us who are unable to survive what's happening with rent, gas, food, and medications that our government is allowing to raise rates at inhumane levels? Thank you. Um, I do um, find that some of those apps work, but also Mal, you're good at like finding deals and stuff. What? You do like smart and final, you buy things in bulk, <laughs> you like research stuff to make sure it's the best one. It's Dita's influence. Dita. Yeah. My, our old our neighbor, neighbor. That passed away. Uh, always said, she, well, she took me to smart and final where I'd never been. And the way that she shopped was as if she was buying <laughs> war rations. <laughs> she would say- <laughs> Always buy the biggest amount. It will work out cheaper in the long run. So I saw her buy a gallon can of beets one time. And I was yeah. like, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you but, hate um, beets. But also just like a gallon can of beets. Like, how do you how do you eat that? Are you just going to open that one day and eat the whole? Like, what is that? How do you keep that? You, you put make that salads. In, you make salads over time. What do you mean? Uh, the only one I use is Retail Me Not. So I don't know about. Oh, retail me not. I use Honey. Or GoodRx. Yeah, GoodRx. I think a lot of these sites are actually good and safe. I have gotten discounts. I also Google, before I buy anything, I Google like discount codes for X, Y, and Z. And then I try to use as many as I can. You get a lot Um, of scam sites though when you do that. 
Well, you try, you try them. Why not? What's the deal with honey? Honey's just a, you put it on your browser and it gives you coupons. I also have my credit card rewards attached to my browser. So if I buy something and it says, actually, you can get 5% back on this. If you click this, then I click it and I get 5% back. Right. Um, one does that. Yeah. I think with gas too, I have it set on my credit card. Like certain cards give you 3% back on gas or whatever. So if I get gas, I know them getting 3% back. Mm-hmm. Also good old fashioned coupons. Like if you get coupons in the mail or if you get a coupon on a receipt, like save that shit. I use them. CVS has good coupons. CVS has great coupons and you can get things at places that you might not expect. Like truly like CVS has coupons and then CVS also has groceries. You know what I, I mean? Like, like you might not think that, but that's true. Yeah. And some credit cards, like you get points or you get cash back mm-hmm. or you get like, I have a credit card that I'm not a huge fan of Amazon, but sometimes it's like yeah. the only option for things. And uh, mm-hmm. I have one credit card that like gives you points, but you can use the points for either travel or like at some stores and, and it's like Amazon dollars. I would be wary of places like and I'm going to maybe get in trouble for I'm not sponsored by them, but places like Klarna that allow What's you that? to pay things off. Klarna oh, is like an option on a lot of sites. Yes. Yeah. And it loans. allows you to pay things off in small doses. In I would yeah, say do stay away from those. Stay away. Absolutely. Stay away. Absolutely. No matter how um, many times Trixie Mattel tries to get you to use Klarna, don't fall for it. What's the... um? It's always something annoying. Like it's like uh, I bought a one-way ticket to Newark Airport and they're like, you can pay this off in installments of $10 a month for the next like six months of your life. And I'm like, why would I want to do that to this ticket to Newark Airport? Why? You know, I don't know. Maybe People people do, but like just don't use – no, just don't use those, I don't think. Like it's not a good idea. No, they probably have predatory rates that balloon up after a certain amount. Absolutely. I have a question. Good Rx. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. how that works, but I do know that sometimes it's cheaper than like hugely cheaper. Your insurance. Hugely cheaper. What's the deal? So there? who are they? I don't know who they are, but I know that I've used their coupons. But I don't know who yeah. they are. Yeah. But they do work. The coupons absolutely work. Yeah. Um, I looked yesterday because I'm having issues with my insurance and a medication. Right. And Good RX was like, there's fifteen percent off. It is still three hundred dollars. And I was like, I mean, okay, yes, right. No. No, thank you. Okay. We have one voicemail, and then I'm going to let you guys go into your weekend. Hi, Gabby and Mal. Um, This is Daisy. I use she, they pronouns. Um, And I wanted to respond to the listener who had something to say about couples having a financial advantage over single people. Um, The thing I wanted to say was that that argument makes a huge assumption that both members of a couple are bringing in income. If both members of the couple are not bringing in income, then not only do you not have the split expenses um, and therefore less to pay personally, you also have twice as much to buy. So the person listed like groceries and transportation as things that you can split costs on. But if one member of the couple is unemployed for a while or unable to work, then there's one person who's buying enough food for two people. And there's one person who's buying, um, you know, who's paying for the transportation for both members of the couple. So while the world is built for the assumption around couples, I think that there's a lot more to it than 
that, that having a, being a part of a couple does not automatically afford you financial privilege. And I think that's a very important part of the argument to talk about. So while having a multi-income household is a huge privilege, uh, being a couple doesn't necessarily guarantee that. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I love the podcast. Um, I actually learned so much about money from that first season. And now I'm I'm the money manager of my home because I understand it better because of you. So thank you so much for that. Um, and now ADHD buddies for life. What's up? Uh, and yeah, thank you so much. Have a great day. Good point. Very good point. Hmm. Interesting. I guess it depends how many resources you require as a human being. Right. Um, and what each person has. Someone could also, you know, help you with cleaning and stuff. You know, there's like other things, but I do think this is worth could. pointing out. They could, but they won't. Come on. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just saying. This has been a really good episode of Couples Therapy. So you can catch me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on an app called AMP doing a show called This Week in Gay. You can also get my books Stimulus Wreck, which is on Scribd at Scribd Originals, and my book Bad With Money, which is a real a book that you can hold in your hands. That came out in 2019, but please enjoy it. And if you get it, Stimulus Wreck is a little bit of an update to it. For our next listener write-in episodes, we are going to be talking about scams and about the costs of transitioning. We've already got some really great emails from you guys. So I would love to hear from you about this episode or about either of those topics. Be sure to send me an email at gabbyisbadwithmoney at gmail.com or leave me a voicemail at 844-4040. You can also email me a voice memo if you prefer. Join our online communities too. We're on Instagram, Discord, TikTok, Patreon, and Facebook. Links to all of those will be listed in the episode description. Don't forget to listen to the show the day it drops so we can get on the charts and spread the word. Also, leave me a five star apple review mal do you have anything to say yes i'm mal blum everywhere m-a-l-b-l-u-m my final thought is that i'm gonna go spray my mallet with what it's all the information that you're gonna get Bye. <laughs> Done. as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.